All right, everybody, welcome to the RSTV podcast. We took a week's hiatus, i.e., uh, we were busy last week and didn't post anything. Uh, but you know what? I never promised to do anything, so you guys get what we give to you, and that's 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 it. You know, it's our mm-hmm. podcast. So uh, today is Friday, June the 26th, and I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the prophet Ezekiel, uh, the anointed one, as you are affectionately titled, even though I know you hate that, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're all anointed, he says, and he's right, uh, to an extent. Uh, yes. Actually, how does do- actually Dr. Phil Brassfield says it this way. He says, I'm not anointed. The Bible, Jesus, the Messiah, literally means the anointed one, so yeah. I'm a conduit for the anointed one. Mm-hmm. So my anointing is wrapped up in my ability to get out of the way for the anointed one to use me. Would you agree with that theological point of view? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> to talk about. Zeke Wallace, I love you, man. Um, I was thinking, um, for anybody that doesn't know Zeke, Zeke, you are going to be a senior this year. Correct. Cersei High School, go Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, marching band and a preacher of the Word of God. I've heard it said of you in Bible clubs that you are really good at talking. Of course, we all know that. But more than anything, we just love how much you love Jesus. I thought of this the other day um, about, you were talking to me about your dad, Sean, who... Uh, is an awesome man of God, and yes, he is. you may not know this. He probably remembers this, or he may not remember this, but when I first started coming here, I was going through a really hard time when I was a first kind of detaching from the world and mm-hmm. seeking the Lord, and I put this really bummed-out post on Facebook one time, and I'll never forget him commenting, saying, you got a lot on your mind. We should spend a Sunday together. And we actually had plans for me to come hang out at your house with you. I was going to just basically spend the day after church with your dad mm-hmm. and mom, um, and therefore, I guess you guys and maybe Aaron and Montana at that time, I don't remember the season exactly. I was 16, 15, maybe. Anyhow, um, it never worked out. I got sick that morning or something. I didn't make it to church. Mm-hmm. And then we, we didn't hang out. And uh, I remember him messaging me saying, man, you didn't make it to church today. I was going to make you take a nap with Zeke and Zach. Because <laughs> at that time, if I was 15 or 16, I'm 28 today, you would have been... If you were 16, I would have been... Like four? Yeah. Three or four. Well, was that 12 years ago? Yeah. That, yeah, 12 five or five, four, five. Yeah, five or four or something. Yeah. And Zach would have been three. Yeah, you would have been taking naps. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I mean, I don't know, you, you probably still take naps for all I know. Yeah, you sneeze, just go for it. <laughs> it's raw. It's a real raw audio. Just, I'm sorry. It's just corona. I cannot, I just, it's allergy season and I cannot just let loose like I usually can. <laughs> I just got to hide it. Because <laughs> it's corona. At work, if I like, I'm glad we have masks on because then I can just like close my eyes and just try to force it down. <laughs> but yeah. So work, you work at Sonic, right? I do. I'm a car hop at Sonic you hop on Ray Street. Represent. I do. Ray Street, is it the best Sonic in the city? For me, yes, because they're the ones that hired me. <laughs> I applied to BB Caps and Race and right. Ray Street gave me a call. And in case any managers or uh you know, owners of the of the store listening. You Thank love you. Them. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sonic. Thank you. And I want to say, as the youth and young adult pastor at the river, I'm thankful to Sonic for employing like literally half of our <laughs> half of our students and interns. Uh, we appreciate you very much for giving them funding and Indeed. also giving them availability to be used by God in the ministry and to pray and to jump in. If you aren't familiar with us, we are the River Students, Youth and Young Adult Ministry at the River Church in Searcy, Arkansas. If somebody shared this with you, and whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God or you do, but you don't believe the Bible, whatever your thing is, whatever your faith profession is, we're glad you're jumping on the call. Mm-hmm. The call, goodness. I just got with a <laughs> Zoom call recording because I do another podcast with another church network, and we were talking about the five-fold ministry. It was lit, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you subscribe to the Destiny Leaders podcast? Yes. So uh, maybe next Tuesday, I think maybe, uh, this podcast episode I did with Pastor Jonathan Suber, Oasis Church in Round Rock, Texas. A mm-hmm. uh, real prophetic guy. He's awesome. We were talking about fivefold ministry in the church. It was very awesome. So I know you'll enjoy that because you're like me. You're a Bible nerd and you like all that good stuff. So Zeke's first time on the podcast. And today, mm-hmm. Zeke, we have the privilege of talking about prayer. Before we do that, I just want to recap everybody. This week we spent uh, with our interns at the Bold Conference via simulcast. Bold is a youth conference in Kansas City, Missouri. But this year, because of the Rona, they did everything live simulcast. So Tuesday night, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. Honestly, it wore me out from a physical standpoint, but I feel like it really renewed me spiritually. And then we merged some encounter retreat sessions with it. It was very awesome for our interns, first time especially, to go through. But um, 
Man, was that an awesome week? Yeah, like it was what, good. What was your main takeaways from the bowl conference? What do you think God's saying? Like, how did it affect you? Well, so last year was my junior year, and we had first started our Bible club, mm-hmm. and just we've all I've always been like being one of the youth kids in junior high and early high school. We're always, you know, we go to the conferences, we go to the big events, and they're like. Revival at your school, revival at your school, prayer yeah. meetings, yada, yada, yada. And I've always been the Christian kid. Mm-hmm. I've always been the guy who doesn't cuss, and, like, that's my thing. That's what I'm known for or whatever. I say shoot instead of the bad yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't watch, like, bad movies or listen to music with cuss words. And yeah. so, like... Moralism. Yeah, I'm the good kid. Yeah. And this year, it was more of a transition especially whenever like i i was i was speaking and people like because whenever you start speaking like now you're accountable for everything that comes out of your mouth right so you have to like walk the walk because if you don't then you're a fake and everybody's going to see it and you're talking about like specifically in a high school setting too oh definitely in a high school setting because they just speak and then they see you in the lunchroom right after yes before and i go to class with them and they know me and they know my friends and i see them five days a week every week for like almost all year yeah and and especially their high schools, so their high schoolers, like I don't think like people realize like we're very aware of yeah. other people and what they're going through and things, and yeah. like we're like, I mean, high school teenagers are smart. Yeah. They're smart. <laughs> they don't get fooled easily. They're not all caught up in it. They're smart, and they like, right. They can, and they don't. They don't. They don't do it for fake stuff. They yeah. don't do it for things that are whatever. Like if you want to catch their eye, you gotta be you gotta be real. And so, mm-hmm. with me, I had to become. I had to go from the good Christian kid, yeah, to the lover of Jesus. Mm. And for me, it 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 had to be it had to be real. And it was weird because these are my friends. Yeah, I'm like a cool dude. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm a captain of the marching line. Yeah, I'm the drum yeah. captain, whatever. And yeah. I'm a junior and I'm smart and right. whatever. Uh-huh. And then those same people that I've known for five plus years mm-hmm. are now watching me say all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's like I'm surrendering a part of my friendship and a part of my, of what I can be by what I'm saying. It's yeah. getting me in this bubble and putting this label on me and Mm -hmm. like it's just it's had to become it's had to be less of i don't do that because of who i am Mm -hmm. and more of i do this because it's who i am wow so it's had to not be i don't do this it's i do this it's i pray it's i read it's i don't watch the same things that y'all watch or listen to the same things y'all listen to and i had to and i had to like and i had to talk Really, and I knew I was going to regret it after I talked about it, but if I don't regret mm-hmm. it, then it's not even worth talking about. Yeah. It has to be something that's going to challenge me and make and draw me to change. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much I'm saying that all to say I'm entering a season. This is my last year of high school. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is every year I look back on the year before, and I was like, man, I was so blind. Mm. I was so caught up in the fakeness of high school. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I can see now. <laughs> like, I can Let's see go. behind the stage, behind the facade of, yeah. like, I love school, I love education, I love learning, and I love my friends, but I can see, like, like I love football games, but I am so excited whenever, like, we might have an off game or whatever, and we can just go, and I can literally go to Sonic and chill with my friends. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not about the hype anymore. Right. I'm right. not, and most people aren't. But but a lot of people are just caught up in the cloud nine of it's high school. What? Yeah. And it's like now, and so this summer, and the, my word for the year for the beginning of the year was like steadfastness, getting raw, like, and I thought of like the man who built his house on the rock and being yeah. in endurance and whatever. Yeah. And so I feel like this summer is really when I'm gonna have to grow down. Like yeah. you know yeah. we talk about you have to you get you a tree can't grow up unless it grows down first. So mm, I'm gonna have to grow down. Good. And grow wide and grow strong. And grow deep in discipleship. Yeah. So that by the time senior season rolls around, mm-hmm. it's senior season. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm the big dog on campus now. Mm-hmm. Now, one of, well, one of like 300. Yeah, one of the 300, 300. big dogs. Mm-hmm. 
but <laughs> I, I'm school. the I'm the Jesus big dog. <laughs> gotcha, and so, yeah, 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 yeah. And so <laughs> then like I'm just I'm just excited. Yeah. Cause now it's like now I can I'm and I'm sure next mm-hmm. year I'm gonna be thinking the same thing. Yeah. But as of now, mm-hmm. like with what I know and what mm-hmm. I'm growing to know and mm-hmm. learning about. Yeah. Like I'm ready. That's so good, man. Yeah. 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 This week for me specifically, I, I think that uh, it really, I, I think I, I kind of, I was going to say this earlier to you, but I feel like it's kind of reinvigorated some things in me and for us, for the, for the youth and young adult ministry. Even last night we were praying, uh, we had this like holy hush happen. Didn't even mean to. Mm-hmm. It's just God does that sometimes. To, just to, I don't even know how long it was. I don't, do you, do you know how long it was? No. I never even bothered to look. No. It might've been, I don't know. It might've been five minutes. might've been 10. I don't know. Um, may have been like 60 seconds, who knows, mm-hmm. but just silence. And we had some words come out of that. And uh, a couple people got healed of a back, left shoulder deal. Cause, uh, Ken Lee was with us said, I felt a tingle up my back and I felt a heat in my back left shoulder. I don't know what it means. Less somebody's back left shoulder is hurting. And I love how we say after everything, I don't know what it means. Though. I don't know what it means. Like, it's like what? <laughs> it's like, nah, we know what it means. It's just like, it's false humility because like, well, but the truth is, you know, we, we, the gifts of the spirit are kind of like a flow. Sometimes you get in the flow. It's kind of like whenever you're on fire in a basketball game, you can feel it and it's just like, you can't miss. Yeah. It's like the part of hearing the Holy spirit is you have to obey. Yeah. So it's like the, and the dots connect it's momentum. It's like one leads to the other. And we've kind of haven't had a flow of of healings in a while. And so one thing that I was praying at the beginning of this week, people didn't know this. I was praying a reinvigoration for, uh, for prayer meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the why, uh, reinvigoration of healings and, mm-hmm. and ministry and prophetic ministry. And, uh, you know, the whole week it was be bold, be bold, but passion, prayer, purity, purpose, and everybody was getting individually touched through that. But by the end of it, the interesting thing is up until the very last moments we had together last night, uh, some of those things were left untouched, and then bam, mm-hmm. a desire for prayer, and then boom, healings, back. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to the next things because we witnessed two people's back left shoulder get healed after that word. We prayed for them. Um, but for me, I think the big thing I got out of this week was we don't need to seek the gifts of the Spirit. We need to seek the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit is a person. He's God with us. He's mm-hmm. Emmanuel. He is present. He's in us. He's upon us. He's with us. And um, we need to talk to him um, and, and listen to him and then yeah. obey, you know, when he says something to do, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 if we're going to have momentum or have a flow, let's have a flow with the person of the Holy spirit. Yeah. It's like what I, what I think about it, what I heard. So Bill Johnson made the analogy. He said, you have to have authority and power. Mm. Yeah. A lot of, and he's like, and he's like, so authority is the badge. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, at church we were talking about Pastor Keith played a clip. It was, um, what's the guy from Andy Griffith? I forgot his name. Um, well, I'm, there's several people. Isn't well, he's a side character. Oh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, I totally forgot. Oh, I know who you're talking people about. People are going to make fun of me oh, because I'm no, a Gen no, Zer. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I know who it is and I can't not remember who it is. There's a dude who does impersonations of him around here. Yeah. I don't, um, dude, what are we doing? Are we savages? <laughs> it's 2020. Let me Google it. Yeah. <laughs> get my phone out. Everybody, you're a confined audience. You have to wait for us to do this. You, and, and some of you already know who it is, but, uh, Good for you if you do. But good for you, but we're gonna figure it out and we got time because we can do whatever we want. Um Barney. Barney. Ah Barney. you beat me. Oh. Barney Fife. Don Knotts. Yeah. Barney okay. Fife. Okay, so Barney Fife and he played Lady. this clip yeah. where <laughs> he's walking up and if and like he's a scrawny little dude in case you haven't seen it. Right. Um he's walking up to this car and like these people are like almost not backing down and he makes the emphasis of you see this badge? Mm-hmm. This badge like that's authority. Mm, yeah. Like any he, and he's talking about it's because of this badge that I can tell you and you better honor that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was saying we could, how we could use a little bit more honor for authority in society yes. right now. So he was talking about how authority is the badge. Yeah. And that comes from knowing who you are. Mm, you know, yeah. you're a son, you're a daughter of the king. Sure. That's um that's your identity, that's who you are. Sure. Power's the gun. Mm. He said, There are those who wield power but lack authority. Yeah. And that causes destruction. Yeah. There are people with authority but lack power. Mm-hmm. Then they can't enforce anything. Wow. You need authority and power. Man, that's good. To actually enforce the law. So whenever we are equipped with authority and our and that's righteousness, knowing yeah. who we are. Yeah. And power, the yeah. anointing of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. resting on us. Sure, sure. And flowing through us. Then... 
the dead will be raised and demons yeah. will be cast out and right. sick will be healed. Yeah. And for those that are listening, if you're curious, we absolutely believe that the dead can still be raised. Absolutely. The sick can be healed. Demons can be cast out of people. Jesus said that. He told his disciples, mm-hmm. cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick freely. And he said it like freely you've received, freely mm-hmm. give. Almost like if you aren't doing these things or seeking to do these things, then it's almost like you're... To me, I read the text, and it sounds like Jesus is almost being like, hey, don't be stingy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave you a million bucks. You bet, you better, I better get a return <laughs> on my investment. Yep. You better give it away too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you've been given the power of the Holy Spirit, and boy, I think youth and young adults would love church a little bit more if we had a little bit more to manifest power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, and like <laughs> you can't argue against that. You can come up with every theory about like, like I heard uh, Francis Chan. He was like, you could... I could take down every theory, every philosophy of evolution or multiverse or whatever you have. Yeah. I could perfectly do that and you'd still come up with something else. Yeah. But whenever I pray for you Mm. and you feel heat in your body, Mm. you cannot argue with that. Yeah. Uh, How did somebody say that a man with an experience is never at the mercy with a man or or of a man with an idea? Yeah. So it's like, I remember being in Panama watching a woman who's paralyzed from the waist down for two decades. We laid hands on her. She got up and walked and her whole family bawled their eyes out mm-hmm. and gave their life to Jesus. They've been to the witch doctors. They had tried different, um, had different like uh, religious leaders from mm-hmm. other religions try everything and nothing. Jesus healed her. Bam. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah. And so it's like, I, you can come up with, with like theology and ideology of like, God doesn't still heal. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I saw it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, and what scene can't be, unseen. even if you haven't seen it, did God change? No, because he did it in the Bible. He did it in the Bible. So and what changed? And I, so, yeah. yeah. I, well, I think that if, if we don't walk with power, then, um, well, in some ways, uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get, yeah. and, and, and we'll get to it right now, actually. Um, that's a good question. What changed? I'll tell you this. I think that, well, how did Uncle Ben say it in Spider-Man? With great power becomes great mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, if you've not been given a million bucks and asked to steward it, then you have less responsibility. So if the bottom line is I've been saved by Jesus' blood and that's the end all, then I get to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't have to actually uh, take responsibility for anybody else. Yeah. Do you know what big of, how big of a burden it is to pray for someone who's sick and mm-hmm. them still be sick and you keep staying, you have a burden for them. Yeah. And you're like, God, and you have to keep contending in prayer and you're wrestling in prayer and you're praying for them. It'd be so much easier to just think God doesn't heal and just not, yep. ha- not have to deal. Oh, that sucks. Take a take a vitamin. Take a pill. That's the doctor's deal, yeah. rather than mine. So, because with great power becomes great responsibility, and so if we remove the power, then we don't have to have the responsibility mm-hmm. either. But the flip side of it, and I think this is what I want to like anchor in today for a few minutes, is, um, is this that you are responsible for the measure of power, right? So, mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility, but in order to have the power, you have responsibility. Mm -hmm. And in other words, your connection, Jesus said, if you'll abide in me, you'll bear much fruit, right? And it's kind of like, you know, we're in a a makeshift studio out of a classroom right now, and we've got these microphones and stuff, but we've also got, um, in in the room, we've got some uh, lights and stuff, and they're plugged into the wall. Mm -hmm. And as long as they're plugged into the source, there's power lighting and illuminate the bulbs to actually function. Mm -hmm. If you remove the power, if you move the plug-in from the source... There's no longer light, right? So the light bulb has a responsibility to be plugged into the electricity. Therefore, the light can shine. And I think that we don't like the responsibility it takes to operate in power. I would say it this way. More prayer, and we could talk later about pure prayer, because sometimes you can be operating out of a bad spirit mm-hmm. when you're praying, because like James says, if you ask, you ask for a miss, you ask a miss because you don't ask for the right motive. But assuming your motive's right, more prayer, more power, like less prayer, less power. The source never changed. We have everything in Christ Jesus, but we've not been plugged in. Like I'll say it this way. I was talking to a pastor earlier. He said during COVID pastors should have been praying and fasting more than ever. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that so many of them watch 30 hours of Netflix. Yeah. It's like Netflix isn't going to get the sick healed and the dead raised, but an awareness of the Holy spirit, a confidence in the authority of the scripture and a prayer life, that gives you access to that is going to make you a conduit for the flow of that. And so, you know, if you don't believe that, you know, 
miracle signs and wonders happen and that, you know, we have a responsibility yeah. to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast the demons, raise the dead and all that. If we don't have a responsibility, mm-hmm. then we don't have, we have no need of power. And if we have no need of power, then yeah. we have no responsibility to plug in. Mm-hmm. So we get rid of both sides of the responsibility and we can just be religious. Yeah. And when religion enters, you just go to church and you're good. Mm-hmm. You're dying on the inside, rotting, and you hate life because nothing will kill a man faster than religion from the inside out. But in some ways, it is easier. It's not, but from a practicality standpoint, it's easier. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think I just said a lot of words. I think if Jesus (laughs) prayed every day, he got up before everybody else, and he was willing to climb mountains to pray. Right. How much more should we? And it's like he, he he was God. And but he, he was prayed yeah, every day. But to he was God. also a man, right? And right. like, I don't think people realize Jesus was a man. Mm-hmm. Like it says, he laid his divinity aside mm-hmm. and came as we came. Mm-hmm. So he experienced sin as we did. Yeah, and he overcame sin. Right, unlike every else, he was a man mm-hmm. who was led by the Spirit. Who yeah. was filled with the Spirit, yeah. and who relied on prayer, and he walked out whatever he saw the Father do. Yeah, he is a perfect Christian example. Yeah, he is the standard. Mm-hmm. And Jesus healed people mm-hmm. as a man, right, in right relationship with the Father, mm-hmm. full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he did it as a man depending on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Totally dependent. Totally yeah. helpless without the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. He fulfilled his ministry and everything as a man mm-hmm. who saw what the Lord was doing. Yeah. And obeyed and did the same. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit. Right. So if Jesus which could he have done that all all by by himself because he's the Son of God? Yes, but he didn't. He did it as the Son of Man. Yeah. We always call him the Christ. He called himself the Son of Man. Yeah, and he because lo- he loved that. Yeah, term. he wanted Son to. He man. wanted you to know, I am a guy. Yeah, I'm a man. Right, just like you, mm-hmm. just like your brothers and your sisters and your parents and your family and your best friends. I yeah. am a man. Yeah, and every day, he would wake up to pray. Mm-hmm. He would fast. He would heal people. It's almost like running from people to get alone and hide to pray. Because he valued it that right. much, and he depended on it that much. Wow. He had, he knew, Jesus knew, I cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I cannot do, he was so in tune with the Father. Yeah. He was so aware yeah. of what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do and leading him to say. Yeah. Like, what if, what if, um... The same thing that Kinley experienced to pray for shoulders, he got to feed the five thousand, right. and he just acted. He just did. Wow. It. Yeah. What if, what if the Lord was like, what if like so we get baseball cap, uh, blue t shirt and sketcher shoes. Mm-hmm. What if he was like, what if he got that, and it was for the woman with blood. Like he heard mm-hmm. that that morning in prayer, but he didn't really know what it meant. Yeah. So he just went on this day, and then their woman touched him. Right, right. Or the now, child. Now back up real quick. You said we got uh, blue t-shirt, cap, and shoes. You're talking uh-huh. about like whenever we do treasure hunts yeah. stuff, right? Like whenever sometimes. So if you're new to this, sometimes even our students and our interns, we do these things called treasure hunts, and um, the idea is kind of like treasure hunt hunting with clues, yeah. right? And so like we'll get together and we'll join hands and we'll pray and we'll say, Holy Spirit, where do you want us to go? Mm-hmm. And who do you want us to minister to today? And this happens. I mean, I, how many people do we... I could get 15 people on the phone right now that would say, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. It's funny because uh, we think that hearing from God is so hard, and yet it's actually so easy. A lot of times we just think it's us. We make it hard. Yeah, we think. Yeah, we make it hard because like, no, nah, that ain't him. Uh, but <laughs> it's, he, he, he made it the easiest thing, and we make it hard right. again. It's like if he tore the veil so he could have fellowship with us, why would he hide himself, right? And, and pretend anyhow but we'll pray and all of a sudden somebody will be like I saw a blue t-shirt I've got the name Jonathan I saw uh, like literally me and Michael Money one time we got uh, green Coleman camping products I saw like mm-hmm. a camp a Coleman camping uh, cup uh, I saw the, the color green got the name Jonathan we walk into Walmart right and we look up and we see this green tent hanging above the uh, the uh, outdoor section we go to that aisle the tent is hanging above the Coleman camping products aisle mm-hmm. there's one guy in the aisle 
And we walk up to him, and Michael's like, is your name Jonathan? The guy's like, yes, sir. And we're like, oh, my God. Are you kidding? My gosh, are you, goodness, are you kidding me? And we show him the sheet, green, campy, Coleman products, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had a need that he needed prayer for. We prayed for him. It was crazy. But, yeah, so you're say, what you're saying is, like, we get those details. What if he got that for the woman with the issue of the blood? What if he got that for the Samaritan yeah. woman, maybe the woman at the well? Like, he went out of the way, you know? That's awesome. And it's just, it's all because Jesus had a fear of the Lord. Yeah. He he had a fear of the Lord to obey. Yeah. He was an obedient servant. And like right. the reason that the father loved the son so much is mm-hmm. that it's because the son was willing to lay down his life. Yeah. It was because Jesus would do anything that yeah. the Lord asked him. Yeah. It's because he, the father was so blown away and perplexed by mm-hmm. the obedience of the son yeah. that he loved him so much. And you know, the thing is, I think about this because we're talking about prayer a little bit today because like the bold conference all week is about prayer. I mean, re- it really is. Like yeah. David Perkins' life message and Colin, I think that's the reason God's given him a torch for these youth conferences for years is calling students to pray because everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent a lot of time teaching Let's do Bible clubs where you preach, and and maybe we should. But what if we flip the script, even the River Students Clubs, and the preaching was three minutes that led us to pray? Yeah. Here's a prayer topic. All right, everybody, jump up, and we're gonna pray before we bounce. Like, I mean, who knows? But anyhow, that's I digress. I'm getting in visioneering mode. Mm-hmm. But um, it's all about prayer, and a lot of times. I think people see Jesus and they see the God side. Oh, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cleansed the lepers, he cast out demons, yada, yada, yada. He operated in prophecy, signs, wonders, all that. And they see Jesus, the Son of God, and they Mm -hmm. forget he's the Son of Man. And he goes and prays. He is God, but yet he's the Son of God, because God's three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So even though he is God, he lays aside his divinity, and as man, the Son of God, he goes and plugs into prayer Every morning, it says he would arise before, as was his custom, he'd arise before the sun was well off and everybody else was awake and go and pray. You'd always see him going and praying. At one point, he puts the disciples in a boat and sends them to a storm and he goes alone to pray. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, yeah, I can just imagine him. You know, they're all excited. Jesus, today was lit, man. That that crusade was sick, bro. Uh, where are we doing next? He's like, hey, let's all get in the boat. They all get the boat. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and hang back. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, no, 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 it's cool. Just go on. I, I got some business to do. Yeah. I got to go get alone with the Father. Like, no one in, 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 uh, infringed on that time. And I think, I, I even think honestly, in it, shifting gears from the we don't think God does that stuff anymore wing to the we think God does that stuff all the time wing, people have neglected personal prayer because they have this idea of like, well, the Holy Spirit lives in me and like it's all about abiding. So, like, as long as I'm constant, you know, pray without ceasing and we should, but it's this idea of like, I don't have to actually like, schedule time for prayer and commit to prayer and be a person of prayer because like God could use me at any moment. I I think it's not either or. I think it's both. I Mm -hmm. think Jesus's personal times in discipline prayer, which it it may have started as a discipline, but it was a delight because if you pray, if you get the right like heart for prayer, like it won't be like, oh, I got to go pray. Is it a discipline to go on a date with your wife? uh, Okay. Hey, glad you picked this up because, okay, this may be another topic in the podcast, but I will say this. It's a delight to go on a date with my wife, but I have kids and responsibilities and stuff. And so as much as it is a delight, it is a discipline to schedule the time, drop the kids off and make it happen. How much of a discipline is it to actually, so as you are with your wife and your kids, how much is it is us with the father and our ministry? I took a swig of water, so it took me a second. (laughs) (laughs) But like, ask it again. How much is it? A delight for you and your wife, but a discipline when it comes to your kids, as it is with us, a delight with our father, but a discipline when it comes with our ministry or our life or our agenda. Right. Like, I love my wife and kids. I, I, I think I'm following you. So shouldn't, should we, should it not be as, are you saying should it not be as seamless and simple as it is with our father and ministry as it is with our own family? The reason that you married your wife. Mm-hmm. Because you loved her and you delighted in her. Right. The reason that you go to pray is because you love and delight in your father. Right. Because you need him. Mm-hmm. The reason that we should go to pray mm-hmm. all the time without ceasing is because we're in love. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. If it is a discipline, mm-hmm. that's because there's something that's making it a discipline. There's something that you're having to... That you're that's that you are having to struggle to set aside, whether mm-hmm. it's sleep, or working out, or a something l- as great as your kids. A lack of value. On exactly. It. Right. 
So like, so yeah, exactly. And it, it is, so it's not that it's not a discipline and it's not that it's not a delight. It's actually the delight and the desire should drive the discipline to make it happen. Yeah. It shouldn't really make it a discipline. It should make it a priority. I have to like, okay, here's the discipline. I want, I delight in my wife so much. I want to take her on a date on Saturday. So by Wednesday, I have yeah, to. Yeah, I'm going to gonna make it happen. Right. I'm here, calling my mom to take care of my kids. Exactly. I'm going to drop them off. I'm canceling make sure all you got my plans. the money. Make the plans. Mm-hmm. And everything. I'm getting my clothes set out. Right. I'm getting the. I'm getting like. Yeah. My money ready. Yeah. I'm getting and, the car full of gas. And that's the discipline side of it. So it's not even a big discipline. It's just I have to. I'm. I'm going to make time for what I like. And I mean, so I guess it is discipline, but people see it as like a burdensome discipline. It's not that. It's a proactive discipline that leads me to the place because I know that if we get mm-hmm. on the date, it's a delightful time. And here's a bigger question. Here's another idea of prayer, kind of going back to the, I don't have to pray because like God's always with me kind of thing. And I can pray as I'm driving. I can pray as I, yes, you can. And you should. Just like I can talk to my wife every day. Mm-hmm. Just like I can text her. Just like we could uh, hang out before we go to bed tonight. But there's something different about a date. There's something about that moment where it's just us two and it's planned and it's different and it's secret and it's set apart that reinvigorates the delight for the daily discussion and the daily talking. Right. I I guess my point is this way. Personal times. Like, so like, let's say it says Jesus would arise before the sun rose. Right. And go pray. And he also sometimes went and would stay up on a mountain all night and mm-hmm. pray, right? There were it, there's seasons of prayer. There's nights of prayer. There's there's I've woken up in the middle of the night multiple times, one or two in the morning, can't sleep, and the Holy Spirit's like, I want you to pray. Go downstairs, pray, and I pray for an hour or two. There's moments and things like that. But then there's this, let's say, like a daily time of prayer, or we do prayer meetings. So Monday night, six, um, six o'clock. It'd be easy to be like, well, I don't have to go to that. You're right, and you don't have to go on a date with your wife. Yeah. No one's saying you have to, but when I go. And I, I, I go to the secret place in the prayer closet with them. When I go to the prayer meeting, when I go to the times, when I go to the dates with God in prayer, it reinvigorates my desire to pray so that I will be praying without ceasing all day, every day. So, all right. Speaking of this, so Matthew 6. Yeah. He says, oh, where'd it go? So he says, when you go to pray... And, of course, he says, don't be like the Pharisees who stand on the street corner Mm -hmm. shouting out their prayers so that all can see. He says, go to your room and shut the door and so that your father, who is in secret, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, if that means shutting the door of your car, of your office, No, 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 no. It has to be a closet, Zeke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, or like even of your heart. There'll be times where I'm Religious at work. Spirit. <laughs> I'll be at work. And it might be slow or whatever. Yeah. And it's ex- prayer is, this is my definition of prayer. Yeah. Exclusive attention for Jesus. Mm, that's good. So. I love it. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. Right. Attention. My mind. Mm-hmm. My emotions. Yeah my own personal desires, whatever. And yeah. that's the hardest thing for me. Right. It's just telling my mind to be still and be quiet. Right. And it is throwing yourself at his feet. Mm. And so I think, of course, I think we throw around the word prayer a lot, and yeah. so we don't really know what it means because there are a bunch of different kinds of prayer. Right, yeah. So There is. And this is just my revelation. You have one responsibility and that is to look to Jesus and to love him. That's mm-hmm. the secret place prayer. That's the, okay, Jesus, you woke up this morning and you were like, you you were just thinking about him mm-hmm. and you couldn't stop. Yeah. And so you shut your door, you turned your phone off, whatever. And you said, Jesus, you're so worthy. Yeah. Jesus, you're so beautiful and magnificent and whatever. Yeah. And everything. The devotional yeah. adoration prayer. And it is that adoration. Now, the Lord always responds to mm-hmm. that kind of heart because mm-hmm. that's the relationship that he wants to have. Right. So whenever you have that heart, he comes. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Lord is not showing up in your prayer closet, there is a problem. Yeah, yeah. If you do not feel him, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not feelings. Well, what? I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean... Yeah, we, we keep going if we don't feel anything, but let's all be honest. We like feelings. Yeah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. My mind will my well, like, emotions. If you don't feel like it, do it till you feel like it, until yeah. you feel something. Yeah. And, well, it's, and I, I heard a preacher say this one time because, 
you know, we're talking to youth and young adults. How many times have you gone to a conference or an event or a camp or a whatever, even just a church service? And you're like, man, I feel it there. And you're like, feel it. I need to get back to that. I need that feeling again. Dude, it wasn't like, it was like five or six or seven years into my walk with Christ whenever like the Lord spoke to me. He's like, bro, the feeling is five minutes away in your prayer closet. Mm-hmm. Like it's not book a trip and go to vacation Bible school or go to a conference or, you know, whatever. It's literally go. I mean, Jesus gave us the prescription, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, ha- it doesn't cost a lot of time and money and like hoopla. Like, no, go to your room, shut the door or get in your car. The other day, I like the way you said that because the secret place is secret and it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, man, I just knew I needed it. And here in a second, I want to talk about like knowing your need for it, but like, um, I just knew I was running low. It's it, that's a that's a weird way because I'm not running low, and the Holy Spirit is always with me. But my awareness of Him is. Yeah. Now, that's why I love the song Holy Spirit because it says, "Let us become more aware of Your presence." It's not saying like, "God send Your presence." It's no, let us become aware. Let us plug in. The source is the same, but let us plug in. And so, anyhow, uh, it was before intern class. I had about an hour. Um, so my kids are up, my wife, they're at the house. So I, I, the prayer is not happening at the house. It's like, ah, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. that's the reason people get up by the way, early in the morning yeah. is because you're up before everybody else is. Cause once the phone goes off, text messages, ugh. anyhow, I was just like, I'm going to get in the car, turn on some worship music, drive around, just pray in the spirit. Yeah, bro. I had the best time driving around Cersei and I went and parked somewhere in a parking lot, looking at a tree and just got my Bible out. Yeah. The Lord just started speaking to me in one hour. And you just have to ascend the hill. It's just ascend the hill. You just got to, it's whoever, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Anybody that doesn't read the Bible is listening is like, what hill? What <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's... Uh, the, Bi- the Bible says that uh, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands, pure hearts, not lifted up a soul to an idol, uh, so on and so forth. But the idea is that there's this, uh, it's kind of like climbing a mountain. Yeah. The, the idea is that even though you don't feel it at the base, like you're, you're, you're going higher. So when you start praying, it seems basic. It seems pointless. It seems whatever. But you make that choice at the bottom of the mountain to climb because you know how beautiful the top is. Yeah. And not, not just how beautiful the top is because the joy is in the journey. Mm-hmm. As you start praying, the, the feelings come. I, have, I can't just say, I can't just leave date night till when I feel like it. Date night makes me feel like it. <laughs> I can't just wait till I feel to pray. I pr- I don't feel to pray. I pray to feel. Yeah. Like it's it, that's that's the that would be the the proactive side of it. And um, it's got to be it's got to be about his presence. Mm-hmm. His presence is him present. Right. That's good. The reason you pray. Is to be with him mm-hmm. and to experience him. Yeah, and it's di- you can have a husband and a wife in a public setting is way different than a husband and wife in the bedroom behind closed doors. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I remember thinking about that, and I was, and I was like, but like, yeah, your no, relationship with Jesus different. is way different at church at six p.m. Mm-hmm. in the prayer meeting yep. than it is. Whenever you wake up and you go in your room. And your lack of secret place prayer will show up at 6 p.m. corporate prayer. Because mm-hmm. then you'll have nothing to do. Nothing to, nothing say, to say, nothing to nothing think, to nothing to add, no no desire. Yeah, prayer meeting should be the culmin. Prayer meeting, corporate prayer. We yeah. should do a whole podcast on the purpose of corporate prayer. Um, because some people get so caught up in secret place prayer that they're like, I don't understand my own prayer. And some people can like going to corporate prayer because you can hide out at corporate prayer mm-hmm. and pretend you're praying. You know, I said, uh, I think I said a few, uh, uh, several months ago, it might have been like a year ago, I had this burden. I was praying, and the Lord spoke to me. He's like, You lead a prayer movement with the youth, and yet the prayer, the praying youth ministry has to get delivered of the idea of prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, Just look around at prayer. So I start looking around at prayer one night, and like, what do I see? I see people reading their Bible. I see people uh, just sitting. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, uh, I was burdened by the lack of prayer at the prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, like because I because it's like because anyhow, there's 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 soaking prayer, there's a contemplative prayer, but there's also intercessory prayer, right? There's there's priestly prayer. There's I am praying not to feel, and the thi- I'm praying yeah. to to wage war. Like and the, the thing is with that, mm-hmm. whenever you're doing that every day, every morning, your heart is going to be connected to God's heart. So whatever He's wants, you're going to have mm-hmm. a passion for. Right. So that's why the intercessory prayer, when we pray yeah. that disciples will be made, that the nations would be saved, we mm-hmm. pray against things like abortion or yeah. racism yes. or just evil. Yeah. 
the reason we pray that together and yeah. that has power is because we've all connected to the heart of the Lord. Right, right. Individually. Yeah. It's because I went... I come, I come to the I come to the battle with arms. Like yes. I come to the battle with the weapons of prayer because I got it from the place of intimate prayer. Yeah. Secret. And no matter what, how much you cared about it, you surrendered how much you cared about it and now you've experienced mm. because the Lord's come, you know what he cares yeah. about. Yeah. And you care about it like he cares about it. That's so good. And then you're going to wage war with it for it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. And you have it has to be Jesus, I love you in the morning, and then whenever he opens up his heart to you, yeah, and you experience that and you feel that, right, then the only natural response is for you to wage war for the things that you need, yeah, you want to see come to pass, yeah, for the prodigals to come home. Exactly. I remember. So on Monday nights, they're mo- they're mostly designed for intercessory prayer. We're praying right, yeah. for something. Exactly. I would not pray until we got to the prayer meeting. And so Jared would be like, all right, guys, let's just stand up. And I'm like, what in the heck? <laughs> I hated it. I really did. Sorry. Well, no, it's just... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not sorry. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's not. I think, and then, I think you're getting to the point that it was your fault. It was my fault, yeah, because <laughs> I didn't feel it or whatever, Yeah. which that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember some, like, probably the most fruitful prayer meeting I've ever had it was the last year about this time I was in that room, which yeah. if there's a, we're in a hallway and there's a room across the hall and I was in one of the rooms <laughs> points across yeah. the room. On there, was audio a, only podcast. <laughs> there was a room. Um, I was sitting there by myself in the dark. I had yeah. a little lamp right. on and I was reading second Corinthians three mm-hmm. and it says, whenever one turns to the Lord, mm-hmm. he takes the veil off. Right. And I was so, I was so like, wrecked by that yeah and it was in that moment that i turned my heart to the lord so whenever we went to pray Mm -hmm. i like i don't know if you remember it but i was like wailing i don't i don't i don't think i was well it was like last year i remember herschel remembered and herschel's one of our guys here yeah and he came up and talked to me about it afterward and i just got so plastered by the love of the father because my heart was in the because i started early wow it was 30 minutes it wasn't even that much but i started early yeah and i and i had my i had i was like hungry yeah i was like where are you Uh uh-huh i was like jesus i need to see you and in that and in that context of scripture he's talking paul is talking about whenever we whenever they read they being the israelites whenever they read the scripture they read it with the veil yeah so they were numb mm-hmm. and they were dead. Mm-hmm. But when one turns to the Lord, uh-huh. for the Lord is the Spirit, yep. He will take the veil away. Right. And I turned to the Lord yeah. 30 minutes at 530, mm-hmm. and I didn't really feel anything, but I had made that conscious decision in my heart and in my mind to turn yeah. to Him. Yeah. And then... Six o'clock hit, Yeah. the veil was taken away. Mm-hmm. I was exposed, I was open, and Let's the go. Lord just... Yeah, I love it. Wow, that's so good. And you turn, you turn for the first time when you give your life to Jesus. You know, because the Bible talks about how even to this day, when the law of Moses is read, mm-hmm. the, the household of Israel, which I mean would just be like a at this point just a national people that's not uh, been visited by the Holy Spirit, which would just be anybody that's not in Christ. Because Abraham, I mean, John the Baptist said Abraham. Uh, don't say we're Abraham's children. God could raise them up from stones. So even people in the church could have, you've been going to church your whole life, but you've been giving your life to Jesus. You've been repenting of your sins. You haven't said, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm done living for me. I'm yours. Save me. But when you do that, the Holy Spirit comes in and it says the veil was taken off of you where we can understand what's in the scripture, right? You turn at the first time then, but we need to turn to the Lord daily. <laughs> the, Paul, mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul said, I die daily because we, we're we're not in the old man. We're the new man. We're new creation in Christ, Holy Spirit in us, but we still wear this earth suit of flesh, right? And uh, I, I mean, that's, that's another good reason for morning prayer because it's the turning to the Lord. It's mm-hmm. the turning back. No matter what happened yesterday, I turned to you today. I choose you today. I'm following you today so that my heart's turned to you, Lord. Well, as you said, the veil's taken yeah. away. So, so the reason we pray, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 mm-hmm. through 18. Yeah, 18. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yep. And we all, with unveiled face, uh-huh. 
beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Mm. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we all, yeah. with unveiled face, that means yeah. what do we all do individually on our own in our own prayer closet? We turn to the Lord. He with unveiled face, mm, good. because we made that decision, yep. behold his glory. Yep. That's the reason we pray. Yeah. Like, Moses asked the Lord, show me your glory. And he mm-hmm. said, you can't look at my face. What's his glory? It's his face. Yeah. And when that, and that face mm-hmm. came down 2,000 years ago and walked the earth. Mm-hmm. That's why in John 1 it says, and we beheld him. Right. Yeah. Like, he was within arm's reach. Yep. What Moses longed for, mm-hmm. what David desired, mm-hmm. we have. Yeah. Everything that the prophets and the law and every mm-hmm. king and every great man of God throughout all of history, yeah. Yeah. everything that they've ever wanted, yeah, everything that they lived for, that they died for, that they fought for, we've got. We have. I, one of my favorite verses that convicts the, I mean, the good, I mean, I can't, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm trying not to say any not cuss words, and then it's like, what do you, what do you, I'm not cuss words, but like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm re- not not custom. I'm reaching for like heck and stuff, and it's like I'm trying to tell myself to not say that. So I like, convicts the goodness, the, the <laughs> I don't know, the golly jeebers out of me. Uh, <laughs> it convicts me is when Jesus says, "Blessed are you to his disciples, for truly I tell you, oh, the prophets and the kings of old long to see what you see." Mm-hmm. Oh man, we have the inheritance, and people just treat it like anyhow. Yeah. All I'm saying is saying what you were saying, and like, hold him. Like, that's the highest peak. Yep. The seeing him. That is the mountaintop of Christianity. It doesn't get better. Yep. You could preach to billions. Yep. Does not get better. Yeah, well, Billy Graham did. Yeah. Or hundreds of millions, and he said, if I had to do it all over again, I would have read my Bible and prayed more. (laughs) Yeah. You want to know what you're going to be thinking at the end of your life after you do incredible things for God? I should have done that more. Just ask (laughs) Billy Graham. He just told you right there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm 28, and I'm like, dude, I got to get this down. I don't want to be saying that, you know? I want to be saying I spent more time with Jesus, and it was worth it. Because our affirmation comes from him and what we not, not what we yeah. do anyways. I think of it this way, and this is where we'll wrap up. Beholding him in the prayer closet, the veil being torn away, the idea of the balance between um, individual prayer and corporate prayer. And I think we might have just started a prayer series. I don't know. I just I feel like we're not done talking about this, so we might have to go the next time. But um, prayer is a lot like oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've said it this way before. Everybody says, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. And you should every day. Because Jesus said, if you abide in my words, then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's not enough to know the truth once. You have to abide in it. I would rather abide in a little truth every day to stay free daily than abide in it big time as an intern one summer mm-hmm. and then stop abiding because then I won't know it. And then I'll just go back to bondage. But read the Bible every day. But when you read your Bible, what does it tell you to do? Pray. pray. So it, so which is it? Is it the Bible prayer? No, it's both. It's 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 the it's the grain offering with the oil on top of it. It's in the tabernacle. It's the it's the word and prayer. I always tell our interns read and pray every day. You'll always have something to say. Mm-hmm. But the idea is everybody says read your Bible, but very few people tell you to pray. Truth is a lot there's hardly anybody reads their Bible, and more people read their Bible than pray. But if you read your Bible, it tells you to pray. Why? Because prayer is like oxygen. We breathe in and we breathe out. And I really believe it's like that secret place prayer time is the breathe in. The intercession, the corporate prayer time is the breathe out. The reason people don't have a desire to come pray corporately is because they've not breathed in individually. They've not received the burden that the Lord has for them. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not an oppressive weight, but a heavenly burden, a why, a cause. David said it's not a cause. They don't receive that in their prayer closet daily, their secret place. And so they don't have this unction to come and wage war and release it corporately. We need both, but make no oh, make no bones about it. You, <laughs> Jesus laid it out. Go in private, shut the door, talk to the Lord. And before we even get into how do I pray, what do I say, how long, I want to put all the religious prescriptions around it. No, 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 no. Think of God. Go read Psalm 119. Right? Just go read about God. And the more you think about God, the more you'll want to talk to him. And then just go and shut the door and talk to him. I don't make a list of stuff to go to my wife with. I just talk. Just go there for him. And listen. Yeah. 
don't go with an agenda. Don't go trying to get something. Yeah. Go there for him. Amen. I love it, bro. Why prayer? That's probably what we'll call this podcast, Why Prayer? People really do want to know. Mm-hmm. Why? What's the point? And it's a good question. Jesus said he knows your needs before you even ask him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if he knows, it's like, oh, you don't even, oh, we're just beginning on this. If I had to, I've only done 10 years of youth ministry, not 10 years, seven, eight. I don't know. It's been a lot longer than thinking. <laughs> the day I said, yeah, we started this internship a couple years ago. And then I was like, I mean, six years ago. Um, <laughs> lots of changes in that. Um, we would have we would have capitalized on the purpose of prayer from the get, but it's okay. I'm glad it went this way because our our prayer culture here isn't a Tower of Babel thing for me. It's not something I made up and we just worked up. It's something God did and gave us and called us to, and it, therefore it will remain beyond you. Amen. Because it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Amen. Zeke, I love you, bro. Boy, we just filled up 50 minutes of audio. I thought it was going to be 20, 50 25. minutes? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, a day to the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. We can talk about the glory of God. We just can't stop. Hey, if you hung with us till the end, we love you. We loved you anyways, but we're thankful. <laughs> Join us next week on the RSTV podcast. And if you'd like to come pray with us, we pray every Monday at 6 p.m. right now uh, at the River Church here in Sarsie, Arkansas. Hop up on our Instagram, RSTV. The uh, handle is at riverstudents.tv. Shoot us a DM. Let us know you're coming. Ask us some questions, and we'll see you soon at a prayer meeting. Love you guys. Zeke, you got any departing words? This was fun. This was fun. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord, as the yes. Apostle Paul and Pastor Keith love to say. When they go sign. meet the Lord today. Go meet the Lord today. Get off here and go pray. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Have a great day.